Hello, I think. Are we started? Yes, we are. Hello, and welcome to uh, Super Rugby Round 15 Review. Hi, I'm Paul, the guy behind Driving More, your best place for predictions and opinion. And sorry, we're a couple of minutes late on the live show. Um, but yes, what a cracker and what a number of red cards we're going to have to talk about, aren't we? Uh, fun and games there. So with me, joining me tonight, here is the one, the only Ashwin in, in his jumper all zipped up. And, oh, I'm cold, I'm cold. It's very, very cold. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hello. It is. Yes. Yes. It, it is cold. It is cold, and I have no heating. <laughs> Hence, I have a jacket that doesn't really work. <laughs> oh dear. Paul, you forgot to post the link on Twitter. Okay. Right. There we go. I forgot to post the link on Twitter. Oops. Um, so, uh, so it's just probably gonna be the two of us and uh, Christian and Jack. Hey guys, thank you for joining us. Um, how, how do we post on Twitter? I think we'll just forget about it. And we'll just uh, go with what we have got. So um, the weekend started with the big match, the top two, uh, the Crusaders versus the Hurricanes. Um, and uh, I, I, I did a post-match review for this one, but um, it didn't help me listening uh, to watching it back because um, it was a noisy pub and I don't think anyone could hear anything. So I have uh, have now removed it from Twitter because, uh, yeah, clearly I need a different microphone. I'm going to do that again. But um what were your recollections from the night? Because uh, obviously the Hurricanes didn't uh, didn't really turn up. My, yeah, my recollections for the night were pretty much the state that I'm in tonight after a few Appletons and ginger ales, is that it was a pretty sleepy affair. It wasn't the game that everybody was hoping for. That basically came down to the conditions. Um, and yeah, pretty much that was it. Um, the Crusaders forwards um, had the opportunity to dominate, and they did. Um, I think one thing that it really raises out of that game is the fact is that, you know, we've often commentated over the past few years that the, uh, the, the, the Canes forwards are, um, a very efficient bunch, a very mobile bunch, and, and, and they play that mobile style of rugby. They're not big grunters though, and so they struggled big time, I felt, um, in the weak conditions. They really didn't match it with the Crusaders and weren't anywhere near matching it with the Crusaders on um, Friday night, and therefore there was no platform for their back, back line. The back line was under pressure pretty much for the whole night, um, and the Crusaders dominated and probably never looked like losing that game. Yeah, no, and um, obviously I, I'd had a few shivers at, um, at the Crowded House, uh, say that's where I tried to do the show from, so um, my recollection is not the best, uh, but yeah, six penalties to the Crusaders, 14 to the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes' discipline also let them down. Yeah, look, when when the when the assistant coach or the coach at halftime goes, yeah, we've just got to cut those penalties out. That's giving them field position. We've got to play in the right parts of the field on a wet night like tonight. And they and then straight after halftime, the Canes pretended they were the Blues and didn't obviously listen to their coaches and gave away more penalties and did more poor technical kicking and ended up in the wrong parts of the field. Yeah, it's so. Yeah, the discipline was poor there. The kicking wasn't what uh, wasn't very good, um, and we can also see this kind of styles of play. We're talking, okay, it's a wet night, so you yep. uh, so you keep it narrow. You let your forwards do all the hard work, and the Crusaders did that. Ninety-seven passes, hundred eight runs. That's kind of what you think. The, the Hurricanes, mind you, thought they were playing in dry conditions. hundred and fifty passes for for ninety-seven runs. That's a lot of passes compared. That 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 pass to run ratio is crazy. That's pretty. That's, that's pretty high in dry conditions. In wet conditions, that's absolutely nuts. And and you know, look, 
to be fair, you know, you, you give it a chance, right? That's your game plan. That's the, what your, your game is. The Hurricanes game is the razzle-dazzle. But it's at some stage, somebody has to wake up, smell the coffee and go, oh, this isn't working. It's weird. We've got to revert to game plan B or C and change the game plan and take it up the guts. <laughs> and, yeah, they didn't. And, uh, and, and, yeah, part of that is they haven't got the right type of forge to, to, to play that kind of game on the whole. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's that, that, that's what they that's what they, they, they yeah, should when, have been done, been doing. When you look at your Fatty Alofa and Sam Lousy in the uh, second row, they're not big grunters. They're not the um, ball carrying uh, tight forwards. Um, they they complement the free flowing style that they generally play. Yeah, they do. I mean, offloads, one offload for the Crusaders, three for the Hurricanes. I mean, <laughs> four offloads in a, in, a, in a Kiwi derby. Yeah. It tells it tells its story of of, of it. Yeah, my, these are my my, my recollections. And Christian's saying, with all those All Blacks out, the Canes should have done better. Got to credit the Crusaders without all those with all those players out. Favourites with the comp from hit to win the comp from here. No, uh, this is going to come down to this was a conditions game. Yeah, under dry conditions, the the, the Hurricanes have got to get the better the better game plan uh, to suit dry conditions. Wet conditions just is not their cup of tea. And yep. so it's going to come. It's going to come down to uh, when these two meet in the playoffs, because I can't see anyone else knocking these two sides out. Um, and uh, it's going to come down to what are the conditions on the night and who's got home advantage, uh, because the Hurricanes haven't become a bad team overnight. No, they haven't. And um, reality is, is that the, the key thing is that it's their um, uh, for the game plan that they have. It's about passing under pressure. And when it's wet, it's very hard to pass under pressure and to pass quickly because you've got to make sure you've caught the ball before you pass it. The old quick flick-on type scenario isn't really an option on a wet night. No, it's not. Mm. So moving on from that, um, so yeah, so, so just yeah, the score there, Crusaders 24, Hurricanes 13, um, for those that, uh, those that missed that. Then we had um, the Rebels versus the Sunwolves, um, 40 points to 13. Um I'll be honest. I've not seen this one. I've got a clue. So, um, f- so big, um, yes, b- big admission of guilt, people. Everyone out there. Sorry, I haven't watched that much rugby this weekend. So, um, <laughs> going, going. So basically, yeah. Look, in, in that game, I it was an interesting game. I did watch the first half before. Sorry, I thought an I'd interesting be- game. Six tries to one. Really? Was it an interesting game, or, or, or are we just trying to be nice here? No, it's trying to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Look, it was it was interesting in the fact that I mean, like I said, I I, I watched it to a certain point, and then I've got children that jump on me at five o'clock in the morning, so I had to sort of bail it. Um, I think around half time or just after half time. But what was interesting in the fact is that the Sunwolves started well. Um, their their first try was pinpoint accuracy through the back line. Uh, uh, well, actually making good forward momentum through the forwards, and then like training field sort of uh, execution through the back line, freeing up a free winger to score. And it looked like, oh, yeah, here we go. Sunwolves, with the way that they've been playing in the previous few weeks, they'll just roll on and they'll get the job done. But it wasn't to be. Um, I don't know what happened to the Sunwolves, tell you the truth. I really have no answers for that. But the Rebels um, right. picked it up. The Sunwolves, basically, it's it's down to selection. If you, if you, if you compared the... Uh, the line that went out on Friday night to the line that would be out the, the, the previous couple of weeks, 
it's 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 night and day. They're missing all their all, all their um, Japanese internationals had already have gone to Singapore, waiting for their junior internationals, uh, and didn't come to this game. So you had you still had your Parker, you still had your little who are who are not international players, uh, who are their foreign yeah. players, but they're surrounded by all the backup players, and that just was never going to work on the road. Uh, and yeah, they're going to get thrashed again this coming weekend. Yeah, and that's that's a good point. Uh, any right? Actually, so so something I'm out of the loop on. Why did the uh, Japanese players and the Sunwolves have to be in Singapore so early for the um, uh, autumn into our version of the autumn internationals? <laughs> uh, I believe mid mid year internationals is the uh, is 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 the oh, mid year mid year. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> why did the Sunwolves have to be out for the mid year international so early? Do you, any ideas on that one? Um, I, yeah, I've, I've I've not had a chat to uh, Richard Freeman, who's my who's who's my, my kind of my go-to man for Japanese rugby, but clearly Jamie Joseph has decided he wants his guys to have two weeks of prep before the uh, international games, and uh, so his first job is the national coach, and his secondary job is is the Sunwolves. So, so, oh, so your texts went unanswered from Jamie and Tony. Yeah, Jamie and Tony, they're they're, they're dead to me now. <laughs> Hey, look, um, but the Rebels sort of uh, looked a bit like the Rebels earlier in the season. As you say, it was a weakened team that they were playing, and, and they did. Um, the commentators did mention, I think it was like about eight of the Sunwolves were out on international duty. Um, I think it was, something like that. Um, but yeah, as I said, the Rebels did sort of um, step up and uh, looked a bit like their early season form, but against a depleted Sunwolves team. Yeah, against the Peter Summers team, had to make 163 tackles um, and managed to uh, uh, to miss 32. Ouch. Yeah, now this was this was kind of what we thought the kind of how we saw Summers earlier in the season before they got got their before Jamie Joseph figured out his best team uh, and he got his structures in place. Uh, and yeah, if you're going to take out your, your best eight players, then funnily enough, you're not going to be very good. Yeah, they, they, don't, they don't have the depth of other, other, other teams. They don't have the depth. That's it. Exactly. They don't have the depth. But it's interesting that Jamie Joseph, oh, as I said, I understand that his number one job priority, I suppose, is with the Japanese side. But when you look at the momentum that the Sunwolves were starting to gather, and they were starting, we were talking about them challenging for um, a position at the top of the Aussie Conference. Whether really? they would have made it. Well, you know, in terms of position within the Aussie Conference. They'd won two games. You've got to win more than two games, even to win the Aussie Conference. But they beat they beat the Reds and and they beat um, the Stormers. Um, admittedly, the Stormers don't haven't won away from home, um, but the Reds they smashed them. They did, but winning one game, <laughs> getting getting five points or getting ten points, doesn't see you uh, anywhere near the the, the the table. I'm just trying to bring up the table now. Um, the um, and it's still last in the conference. They're on 10 points. The Waratahs at the top of the conference are on 31. Even if they'd won this one, they would still be... As I said, they're not, they're not going to challenge for a position in the top eight. But no. uh, and you, you still want to finish well in your conference, don't you? You do want to finish well in your conference. But he's clearly said that... Yeah, clearly, the, the, the Rugby World Cup is much more important. Uh, and getting, getting his team right for that is his sole priority. Uh, oh, that's been made very clear. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, a bit of bit of a, uh, a bit of a poor event. Um, then we had the Haguaris versus the Sharks. 
Hagwires won this one at twenty nine thirteen, and I have um, I did watch this one. Oh look, I've got a I've got a whole page of notes. Should we go through it word by word? It'd be fantastic. <laughs> Everyone will line love by it. line, and every um, word that he was reading was a friend of mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you if you wanted to um, if you want to actually to to, to to get the format preview uh, format um, uh, analysis, then uh, yeah, go back and check out the um, uh, the my 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 one on this one. Um, but yes. The Hagarais were in control of this one, I think, pretty much um, all day. I mean, a dry game obviously helps them in their, their in their style of play. Uh, and we had a lot of chat about um, what's uh, uh, about, about, about what, what's changed the Hagarais. But basically, they're playing the the, the, the play, they're going expansive when they want to. But the they kind of I hate that term, but earning the right. But they're playing the right rugby in the right part of the pitch. They're kicking well, they're defending well, and they're just not giving up penalties effectively is look, there yeah look this will be my um situation where i say well I, I can't really comment on the game but i can comment on the macaws versus white amount of black um, <laughs> <laughs> well but, hey one of the team wasn't black <laughs> <laughs> but no you look i mean without watching seeing that game which i didn't because i was uh running my son's team around the paddock on a saturday morning um was is the fact that they've actually got the balance right, um, as you say, in where they play their rugby on yep. the field. I mean, not where in the world. Um, so it's it's the fact is that yeah, look, as you say, it, it's making sure that you're not pushing it wide before you you've actually opened up some holes. Um, it's, yeah, it's actually we, momentum. There were great fun in their first season, uh, and to a lesser extent in their second season, where they would just offload absolutely everything. Yep. And it was great yeah. fun, but it didn't win you many games. Uh, no. Whereas this, uh, we're, we're now at, yeah, it is, it, it's, it's good rugby to watch. Um, it's not quite as fun and silly. It's not barbarian style rugby, uh, but, um, but it is much more effective. Uh, and that's, that's what we, that's what we're seeing. And I say, what they've, what they've learned is the fact is that, as you say, when when you do that barbarian style rugby, is that as soon as it broke down, the opposition opposition um, had a great shot at scoring because of the fact that you've got a broken defensive line, you're not set, and your players are all over the field. Now they've got a scenario where they're more consistent with their um, protection of the ball. They've also started to give away a lot less penalties than they used to. Um, you know, their discipline is a hell of a lot better. I think, you know, when you go back to that season one when the Jagu Huggy Worries um, came in, is the fact is that we all said, hey, look, this is the Argentinian squad. They're going to do well. What we really didn't bank on was the lack of discipline that they would show. And that's probably been one There's of a, their key. Yeah, lack of discipline. And also just not knowing how to travel and all that kind of stuff. That, that, all that institutional knowledge is now there. Uh, I, and we, we, there is one talking point in this one. There was a red card. Um, but it was in the 73rd minute. So the Hagarais had been leading all the game, um, well, from the first score in the 13th minute. Uh, so the red card uh, to the Sharks, number five, for a shoulder, shoulder clear out to the head. Uh, yeah, it, it's, what you, it, it's, it's, it's what the law is, and it's what's going to happen when it goes, when, it, when, it gets, when the Timo picks it up and it goes on to review. Uh, so no real complaints there. And I say, 73rd minute, so it's not like it actually impacted the game uh, in the way in the other one. So How many weeks did he get? Uh, I've not seen. I don't, don't know if the disciplinary thing has happened yet or not. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah. So he's so he's gone. I mean, Twenty two lineouts for the Hagiwaras in this game um, is uh, is kind of kind of crazy, uh, which shows you that um, that when the the sharks were kicking the ball out quite a lot. Yes, 
um, because the the the, the penalties were were nine ten and yeah, as you say yeah with uh, with seventy one seventy one percent possession and seventy four percent territory in that second half, uh, yes, lots and lots of clearance kicks from the Sharks and just not be able to get out of their half basically. Yeah, and and then it also shows the um, uh, the success rate and, and how things are starting to click. Within the Jaguhagiwaris is the fact is that um, you know they're starting to their their line out is um, a lot more effective, a lot more consistent, and they're able to use that as a bit of a weapon because they can do the whole forward rolling mall thing when yep. they get it right. So yeah, so yeah, uh, as we say, um, and looking at the Jaguars uh, remaining matches, um, they got three more games against uh, South Africa opposition. They could easily go. Uh, they got Sharks, Bulls, and Stormers. They could easily uh, go all go unbeaten towards the end of the season, and uh, do look like they can challenge the uh, or, or have put put it, put it put some pressure on the Lions at the very least. Um, obviously, the Lions winning this weekend um, was uh, well uh, did, didn't help that cause. Uh, by the way, it was also the Sharks captain that got red carded, which uh, which makes it even more um, stupid. Yay. <laughs> Um, Chiefs Waratahs. Uh, again, if you uh, if you want to catch the, uh, the the full breakdown, uh, go to the website. Check out the uh, the post live post match review. Again, we have another page worth of notes, but we won't go through that line by line um, either. Um, uh, so yes, the Chiefs um, thirty nine twenty seven um, victory over the uh, the Waratahs. Uh, Twelve point win, but it was a bit it was closer than that, wasn't it, on the night? Yeah, very much closer than that. Uh, I mean, obviously, the the last try after the final hooter um, blew the scoreline out a bit um, to what the game really was. And you'd have to say that, you know, the, the Waratahs had their opportunities to win that game. Um, I, I can't think of the words to it. They just played poor rugby, I felt, in the end. Um, the, you know, their kicks were, I think, you know, hey, insert... Um, post-match review here but um (laughs) (laughs) but they'll kicks kicks their kicks went to players as opposed to ground or good territory with a good chasing line um their kicks went to players the chiefs kicks not only did they change the game plan the chiefs with their kicking um but they started finding space they started kicking deep in space they started kicking short in space the kicks were challenged kicks so that gave them momentum and uh probably um, got them over the line. Well, not got them over the line, but um, definitely helped them big time in terms of the result. Uh, whereas the Waratahs relied basically on a Beal Falau show to get them to win the game. I'd throw Foley in there as well. I know you're not a Foley fan, but uh, I'd throw Foley in there as well. Um, but yeah, 29 kicks from the, from the Chiefs, 28 from the, from, the, from the Tars. Plenty of kicking in this game, um, even though common sense or, or, or common uh, would, would say don't kick against um, Falau and the Tars. Uh, but the Chiefs did it very well this night. Uh, they, they got the try bonus point as well. And if you look at some of the stats, you're like, well, why didn't they, why didn't they win by more? Um, the Tars tackling um, only 76% on the night, whereas the Chiefs was 85. Um, the Chiefs, 20 clean breaks to the um, Waratahs, 8 uh, so, uh, yeah, perhaps the, uh, the, the, the Chiefs not made, both had high, high number of turnovers, 18 and 19 each, which obviously made it, which, which was broke, breaks up the whole pressure stuff. Uh, but yeah, maybe the Chiefs still are not firing on all cylinders and, and, and are leaving points out there because they're not really clicking yet. 
uh, down with all the with all their injuries. Yeah, they've had a lot of injuries, and you're starting to see some players, key players for them, filtering back in. And um, obviously, the difference with the uh, All Blacks back in their squad having a good rest for a week uh, made a difference. You know, Superman, or, or commonly known as Brady Retallick, another fantastic game. Um, yeah, what can you say? He is. Yeah. Well, what we can I, say is when, when's he going to start wearing his underpants outside his shorts? Outside. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, what, what we can say is comment that we made on the old post-match review was the um, the Waratahs were um, a bit of rugby now missing in the fact mm. that they took a couple of threes when they should have been going for the tries because that's what they needed. They needed to basically put their foot on the throat type scenario. Obviously, it only just puts them ahead, so it's not quite foot on the throat scenario, but taking advantage of the opportunity when you're deep in somebody's territory five metres out is to score the, the, the try and get five points. Yeah, and uh, the other thing we haven't mentioned is also that Damien McKenzie's radar um, was totally broken. Uh, he did not he did not have his kicking boots on. Um, oh, that's harsh. Really? His radar was aligned with the woodwork. Yeah. <laughs> Three kicks hitting the post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Um, yeah, three kicks hitting the post. So, yeah, he also wasn't quite... Uh, yeah, he did. He, he, anyway. Okay, perhaps, perhaps overly harsh, but yeah, he does. He, he did miss three kicks um, uh, as, as well. Then after that one, shaking your head at the moment. Um, after that one, one again that we that so we both missed the first half, and you only caught the second half of. So we're probably gonna I'm not sure how much we're gonna say about this one. But Reds versus the uh, the Highlanders. Um, the yeah, this is what I haven't I haven't caught up on yet to be to be uh, to be honest. Um, but yeah, fifteen uh, eighteen, a close one uh, up there in uh, Brisbane. Yeah, I think the scoreline um, flatters the Reds a bit. Um, as Paul alluded to, we were doing our post-match review, so we missed the first half. Um, so I came into it uh, just just with a few minutes left in that first half, and then the second half. But what you can say is the Reds missed their opportunities. The Reds were um, dominant pretty much in the first half and actually for the first 10 minutes of the second half as well they scored a try in that uh, first 10 in the second half and you did sort of think oh yeah here we go uh reds are on but really they with the dominance that they had at the times they had they didn't get enough points on the board um after that point where the reds scored their try the highlanders actually took over the game and it was only more good luck than good management on the Reds' behalf that the game didn't sort of run away from them earlier on. Um, there's a moment towards the end of the game where there's a call of a knock-on right on the Reds' goal line that saves them because it wasn't a knock-on. Um, our friend from Counties, Manukau, definitely, because I can't say his name, um, definitely scored the ball, but the ref ruled that it was a knock-on by the Highlanders and it was not a knock-on by the Highlanders. It was quite clearly knocked back by the Reds. Um, if that, 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 that try is allowed, Sopawanga knocks the ball over, I think the uh, Highlanders would have run away with it a bit more. It was just like, you know, just at the goal line, a last few sort of the handling or some decision going um, against the Highlanders that meant that they didn't get the, get the points. But it was, the Reds never looked like in the last 30, like actually um, getting, going to score the points to get them ahead. Yeah, so they did dominate the first half, uh, 66% possession and uh, 64% territory. 15 line breaks, uh, clean breaks, which shows perhaps their, their finishing wasn't great. 
I do have a I do have a new theory that I or, well well a kind of not a newish theory one that I've not voiced before anyway uh, that if you're going to have a period of dominance you want to be dominant in the second half not the first half yep. and that's down to fitness and basically because you can scramble defence you can get away with you can get away with more in that first half um, and you, you'll quite often see teams be dominant in the first half but not come away with the points they deserve uh, and having not seen the game. To be honest, that that's what this one looks like. This one looks like the Reds dominated the first half, didn't come away, didn't come away with the points they deserved, and, uh, and yeah. Then in the second half, when the Highlanders got the upper hand, they did what the Highlanders and what a lot of New Zealand teams do um, is, is is get enough points to, to see them home. In the end, this one actually came down to uh, just one <laughs> came down to one kick. Um, in the Sopawanga uh, got his conversion, got one of his two conversions, and both his penalty goals. Um, whereas the kicker for Queensland only um, got got one of his conversions and missed, only got one of his two penalties, and at the end of the day, that was a difference. This was a close one. Um, Look, yeah, and, and the other thing that the Queensland, I think, um, very young squad, obviously, very young squad, um, but one thing is quite noticeable is that when the old Tongan Thor leaves the field, there is a... Um, the, the, he does bring a lot of lot to their game, and he brings quite a bit of impact to their game. I know I, I panned him probably about three or four weeks ago, um, wondering whether he was just a myth or whether he was going to. Um, in the last few weeks, he's been uh, he's been quite a um, I won't say colossus, not quite qual- qual- not quite at the colossus stage yet, but definitely um, bringing an impact for the Reds and almost like a back a a, a back. Um, and the fact is, they use him in the back. Uh, as a back they use him in the back line as like a second five running the ball up to the defense and obviously being who he is he has he's got pace and he does break that line and he gives the reds the forward momentum which then gives them the, to do something off the back of yep i can't say that this was a terrible game etc and yeah the, i mean when both sides miss three line outs yeah you know that there's, there's quite a bit going wrong in this game this wasn't a um this was no classic and i'm obvious <laughs> i'm not even going to bother to go back and check check on it and check it out um then uh, we head over to and my, my up to this point my 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 super my, my predictions were, were all good so i was five out of five going overnight and i was thinking i'm looking good this should be okay and then South Africa went and just messed everything up for me. Um, so uh, first off, the Bulls lost to the Brumbies, 20, uh, 28-38. I definitely didn't see this one coming. Uh, no, don't, I don't think anybody saw that one coming. Um, really, we haven't seen anything from the Brumbies all year to suggest that what they put on the park on the weekend was uh, going to come or whether it was actually the Bulls and a bit of a subpar performance, don't know. But um, when you look at the Brumbies, they actually did play some good rugby uh, against the Bulls. Um, and, and we've got to remember that at some stage through the match, I can't remember at what point, they went down to 14 as well. So, um, look, uh, it was a good effort by the Brumbies. Uh, they... They there was they, there was sort of like a little bit of the Brumbies of old with the ball sort of um, going out a bit wider, um, and some of the back play that was coming along, obviously getting a bit of forward momentum which they always get, and then they pick the right times to send it wide. Yeah, a, a bit of poor tackling allowed Pollard to go in over, going early, um, and uh, mm. the and the tackling this one wasn't great. We were, back, we were down at seventy nine percent. The but yeah, you've got to say that, that in that first half. An even first half um, finished uh, fourteen ten to to the Bulls, 
uh, at that point. And, and, and the Bulls were the, were the, the masters of their own demise. They're dropping a the ball on, or, uh, on the restart. And, uh, and the, uh, the Brumbies did very well with, trans- with turnover balls to go straight over. Um, and that was, uh, that, that was very good of them. Uh, the, and then in the second half, the, the, the Brumbies stepped it up. I mean, Pocock uh, peeled off. Powell found a big gap um, to go through. Uh, and then the um, uh, and the the, the, the Brumbies managed to bash over, and then there was a red card. As you talk about, the Bulls are up twenty five twenty four at this point, um, and there's a headbutt. Effectively, the guy intentionally moves his head towards someone else and hit, and it touches. Now, a lot of people uh, saying, "Oh, that's soft. Uh, but you shouldn't get a red for that." He should get a red for stupidity yeah, more yeah. than anything else. <laughs> you do not. Move your head towards someone else's head. If you do and they clash, you are going to get a red card. Uh, that's yep. the law in the game. Um, and if you're going to do that, you, I say, yeah, you deserve it for being stupid um, and, for, and, for, and for losing your own head, um, really. The only, the only way we're going to get consistency in the game is for the application of the rules as they are stated as opposed to a subjective view on what the rules should be. So absolutely correct is that you've moved your head in a forward motion towards your opponent, therefore it constitutes a head, but doesn't matter how powerful it is or it isn't, that is a red card in the book, and therefore you apply the rules and you get a red card. If they do that across all the rules all the time, we will stop complaining because then there will be a consistency across our game. There is a big if there, but in this one... The, the, uh the, the, the good reason why you never you don't see this happening very often is because the players know what happens if they do it, <laughs> um, and this yeah this just kept it very clear. And we will not see this again this season because all the all the players will know that yeah if I move my head towards someone else's it's a dumb thing to do and I'll get sent off. Uh, so, on, Paul. So there we go. they're all rugby players at the end of the day. The <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, so. You're a point up, you knock over the penalty, you go four points up, and then you give the game away. Uh, Banks, lovely run through and everything, but that's just poor, poor, poor defence. Um, and then to allow the opposition to have, a, have an overlap when they've got one less player than you, again, is just you're falling asleep on defence. The Bulls. You use a golf team. Use a, use a golf term there. It's poor game management, basically. Oh, that, absolutely. You know, you know you, you've got to understand. Somebody in your team, the, the one with the brains in the team, has to understand that you've got a numbers advantage, and therefore, the you know, when we talk about chat, and this is where that chat comes in. You know, a lot of people that wouldn't have played the game or aren't as entrenched into the game as we are, you know, you know oh, the players need to talk to each other, and it's just like, well, what do they talk about? Oh, we going for a drink after the game? And it's like, you know, but that, that's what we're talking about is that talk on the field and, and so your communication on the field to say that that, sh- and that shouldn't happen is the fact that you've got a numbers advantage. How the hell do you end up with an overlap? Yep. Uh, it's just, yeah, the, the, the Bulls deserve to lose this one um, for, for, because, because of that side of things. Yeah. It's we just- used to- we're used to it, aren't we, Paul? And is that we, 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 with the mentality that, or not, if that's the right word, mentality that we have is, is like, when we see stupid play on the rugby field, it's just like, no, you deserve to lose. You deserve to lose, yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, yeah, so, um, so, yeah, uh, yeah, ruined my picks, but hey, that's, that's what happened. 
Um, and then the Stormers, 23-26 um, against the Lions. And fine, the Lions sit pretty at the top of the um, South Africa Conference, the Africa Conference um, on 40 points. Um, they've played one more game than uh, the, the Hagwaris, who are on 30, 34 points, a six-point lead over them. And I think we can pretty much forget the uh, the rest as far as winning that that uh, um, that conference at least. The uh, and um, you're like, well, okay, so wow, they're the best team in Africa. Are they going to cause any problems when it comes to the playoffs? No. Every single one of their tries in this game came out came off a line out more. Now, um, sometimes they mauled it over. Twice they actually uh, managed to. Um, spin it out or, 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 or take it out and pass it once for someone to walk over but all four tries coming from line out malls all you have to do is don't give up penalties in your own half and you're going to beat the you're going to beat the Lions because they really haven't got anything else no look and not only that but I mean like you know we go back right to the beginning of our show today and we referred to the Crusaders and Hurricanes basically uh, obviously depending on how the playoff formats roll out but we're basically expecting to see the hurricanes um crusaders final um and when they come up against one of those teams comes up against the lions through the playoffs format they know how to defend a rolling mall the crusaders probably best out of most any of the teams in terms of defending a rolling mall or line out drives from five meters out and the hurricanes aren't too bad at it not not as good as the crusaders but not too bad at it. so you you get a lions team that's dependent on their role on a um, some sort of line out move five meters out, um, they're going to come up against two teams that are going to be you know nine times out of ten be able to defend that move. So they might get one try in a game out of the on off the back of it, but they're not going to be able to get four tries, three or four tries off the back of it in a game when it counts. And they, um, I just realised actually there were, there were there were two yellow cards in this, and the the highlights. Um, Decided not even to show one of the one of the yellow cards, so I'm just going to quickly rush off and uh, check what uh, when during the game that other yellow card happened. But um, so there was a so yes yeah, so the, the the Stormers picked up two yellow cards and a and a red card, and still only lost this game by three points, and that's just um, again bad down to uh, poor poor um, poor game management um, in yep. this one. Uh, the, um, the the referee's whistle was going quite a lot. Thirteen uh, penalties to the Stormers, fourteen to the Lions. Uh, so this wasn't a this yeah this was a was hardly one that was a um, classic. As a classic by any stretch of imagination. One for the archives. No, not. It is, um, it is one for the archives. One to be stored in the archives. One to be stored in the archives and never got back out again yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> let it let it gather dust. Um, the Lions, 12 turnovers um, to the Stormers, 8. So at least the Stormers held on to the ball the few times they had it. Um, but, uh, but, the, the, but the, yeah, so the Lions, um, the, those, those, those 12 turnovers hindered them. Um, the Stormers, yeah, I mean, much more fun play from the Stormers. Uh, but um, that red card jumping in the air, and the guy's kicked it. He then jumps in the air, doesn't even put his arms up to even pretend he's trying to block it. And his knee catches the guy's head. It was again just a really stupid piece of play um, by, uh, by by the winger, and yeah, deserves. To, and yeah, again, it's a red card. If you if your knee catches someone in the face and you've jumped at them, <laughs> what else can you expect? Um, 
So those sorts of acts are always a red card, except if you're a crusader. Just saying. The, <laughs> there you go, folks. Uh, it's not just non Kiwi. It's not just non Kiwis who, who who think the, the Crusaders get away with stuff. Um, <laughs> the um, so okay. So some of the comments in in the live chat. So Barca pundit, Hurricanes Crusaders final. Um, are you sure? I don't think so. Uh, the Lions, uh, Christian. The Lions still haven't lost to a South African team. Oh, that's true. Um, the but yeah, I, I just I just can't see. Uh, will, will the yeah. The, the chance of the Crusaders Hurricanes will probably actually be a semi-final, looking at how it all pans out. Uh, but it will effectively be the final because whichever team wins that, barring a whole host of injuries, is so going to win the whole competition. The Crusaders, uh, unfortunately, the way the um, the playoff formats are, I'm guessing that either the Crusaders or Hurricanes are going to end up flying to the Republic to play uh, semi-final. Probably not, not guaranteed, but there's a there's a quite a good chance that that's going to happen. Um, if it's the crew, if it's the Hurricanes, the Lions, if they muscle up in the forwards, as we talked about um, way with the first game, could could um, challenge the Hurricanes in terms of you know um, uh, strangling the ball to the backs, the supplier ball to the Hurricanes backs. If the Crusaders go over to um, Johannesburg to play a match in the finals, whether it's a semi or quarter or whatever, they're, 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 you know the Lions aren't going to have a show because the, they can't beat up the Crusaders and the forwards because the Crusaders' forwards are there. It's, it's, it's like, and then it comes down to can the Lions beat the Crusaders in the backs? They probably don't have the back line to beat the Crusaders. Yeah, no, I just want to quickly look at the. The, um, sorry, I was, I was trying to read the rules as to as to how the playoffs kind of work and who's going to play who, and um, and all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, so the top team in each of the three conferences qualify, um, and they all get home home quarterfinals. Um, then the wild card with the best record um, will also host a quarterfinal. So basically, uh, the Hurricanes and the Crusaders are going to get home quarterfinals um, at the very least, and then the quarterfinal winners will progress to semi-final, and the winners of the semi-finals advance to the final. But it doesn't say as to how. That will um, how that will all pan out. So I'm not sure yeah. exactly. Um, you know, yeah. if it, if it's logical, um, but let's face it, Senza, there's nothing logical about Senza. But if it's logical, it'll be basically okay. We've got all the quarterfinals, for want of a better term, and now we look at the seedings of the positions of the winners from the quarterfinals and work out who plays who from that. But, but last year, that's not that's how they do it. No. No. So what they did no. last year was they said the winner of Quarterfinal one, which will yep. be Crusaders versus the Haguaris, looking at the current setup, plays the um, uh, plays the winner of quarterfinal four, which will five. Be yep. Quarterfinal four. There's only yep. four quarterfinals, which is the Hurricanes versus the Chiefs, because yep. the Hurricanes are officially the weakest home side even though they have more points than the other two because they're not a conference winner. Yes, 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 yes. yes. So, they'll, be number, they'll be in position number four, yep, yep. on the table. Yep. Hence, they will, uh, because they're in position number four, they will play the um, the Crusaders and they'll match up quarterfinal one yep. with quarterfinal four. Um, and the Lions will play, uh, will host um, the Rebels currently, which um, you can't see the Rebels winning. Uh, and then they will host, and then the Waratahs will play um, the Highlanders. Highlanders and the Highlanders will um, 
should come out on top of that, but um, they haven't done uh, recently. They didn't last time. No, exactly. It depends on, it, it, it depends on whether everybody is kung fu fighting. The <laughs> 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 so there is, there is an argument, actually, that you actually that you want to come sixth in the conference rather than fourth um, if you are the best New Ze- if you are the second best New Zealand team. So, so, you, so you can play the Waratahs. <laughs> so you can play the. So you get to play the the Waratahs, and then you get to travel. Uh, you get to play the Lions rather than rather than the Crusaders. Um, as yep. your trip to the uh, to, to the final. So, uh, if the Hurricanes by by some some miracle lose their next four games, we know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, look. Uh, I, I, even though the Canes lost on uh, Friday night, I don't think top position in the New Zealand. Um, conference is done and dusted um the canes have one game uh over the crusaders um so with a bonus point when they end up one point behind and then obviously we no co- co- well uh, look at the table i'm looking at the crusaders are on 50 points the hurricanes on 45 so a bonus point win by the hurricanes oh, means they're both on the same ties them up they've mm. both won their home games against yep. each other uh so it's um, anybody's what? guess as to quite <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> who goes top in that situation because yeah it's all getting a bit convoluted and uh, and difficult well, my little head can't cope with it the, yeah the sun comes up in the east or the west for one day <laughs> <laughs> so um so yes coin 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 tosses and all that kind of stuff um yep kick off from the 22 oh well yes we can do yes <laughs> the drop drop goal competition for the drop 22 <laughs> um so yeah, so basically, yeah, the the, the Storms played played nicer rugby. Uh, the Lions couldn't do anything apart from score from lineup malls, um, and the Storms picked up uh, a whole bunch of yellow cards, which was silly. Um, and they could have even picked up another yellow card. JJ Umbelgobrek, uh, uh, there was um, clear, had a bit of a dodgy clear out at one point, uh, but because he'd already picked up a yellow card, the referee was 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 kind of lenient and went, "I'm not going to yellow card him again because I'm going to have to give you a so red." I have to give you a red, um, and he kind of uh, uh, so. <laughs> Yes, they, they, because <laughs> so I mean, the red card happened fifty minutes, uh, half an hour before the end, um, and the Lions still only squeaked home. So, um, yeah, with, with a try on the seventy-fifth minute. So you got to say, yeah, the, the Lions are not looking, um, uh, are not looking that uh, that impressive. And, and and I suppose the thing that we say there is the fact is that you know you you will have teams that will lose a player. And still come out on top, but what we're saying here is that if you want to be a championship-winning team, then you don't just come out on top; you smash the opposition when you've got a numerical advantage. Yep, totally. Cool. Well, that's that's it. We've gone through all the games. Wow. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> oh, we are the experts. Um. <laughs> uh. Oh dear. Um. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, it has been uh, has been fun as usual. Uh, perhaps a little little bit uh, a little more jovial than, than, than usual. Um, but uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, yep, yeah, missed we missed a few games, but hey, who, uh, this this weekend both of us. But uh, but who cares? Um, we still manage to talk about them. Who needs facts when you have opinion? That's what we say. <laughs> that, that's what we say on the Driving Wall Channel. Um, so, Ashwin, why don't you let people know where they can uh, get hold of you during the uh, uh, during the week? You can get me at NZ Fatso. Uh, on Twitter, and I'll see you there. Um, and yeah, don't forget to smash that old uh, the the like button, or, or, or gently. We don't want you breaking your computer. Um, and uh, do also please do subscribe. Might become liable. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not going. No, yes, yes, yes. Just do it gently. No. Uh, for those of you with touch screens, yes, don't get the hammer. Okay, that doesn't work. 
Uh, that's not, not a good thing. Um, so <laughs> please like and subscribe uh, so you don't miss any videos. We'll be back again tomorrow night, Arshman and I, uh, for the Hash Rugby Chat and back on Wednesday for the All Blacks um, edition. Um, and then I'll be back on Thursday to preview the Round 16 games as well. So do uh, do pop back uh, at the same time for the next three nights. Thanks, guys, and uh, catch you all later.